Hello to all our wedding planning couples. I'm Tara and welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm excited to share my creativity and 14 years experience as a professional wedding planner and decorator. And I'm Josh and we're so happy you're joining us for some solid down to earth wedding planning advice that I've accumulated over my 18 years in the industry. We believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting and coordination services. Visit us at completewedo.com for more information. The year is coming to a close and New Year's Eve is just around the corner. We'll soon be ringing in the new year, but will you or a friend also be ringing in the I do's? Today we talk about New Year's Eve weddings, the pros, the cons, and what to think about if planning one. So Tara, here's my first question. Is this really a thing that people are doing? You know, it, I think it depends on when New Year's Eve falls. If New Year's Eve is going to fall on a Friday or Saturday and sometimes even a Sunday, then we are seeing definitely an increase of those that are looking at choosing that as their wedding date. If it falls in the middle of the week, it's not as popular. This year, definitely falling on a Friday. Uh, so that is definitely lending to uh, some weddings on the books for us. Yeah, we're definitely having the same experience um, here in the uh, upper Midwest. Um it's definitely something that I would say has been a growing trend over the past five years. Every, every year, it seems like we have more New Year's weddings. Um, this is definitely the biggest one, and I'm, I'm with you that I think being on a Friday is helping with that. And I believe next year it'll be on a Saturday, so this is probably going to be even more of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, all right. So what are, what are the pros for having a New Year's Eve wedding? Yeah, I mean, the first I would say is the theme is super easy to uh, put together and pull off. Um, there's obviously lots of decor you can buy. Um, hopefully you buy it last year so you you know don't have to spend as much and you got it on discount after New Year's. But it definitely, it's, a, it's an easy one to, to bling out and really kind of go fancy. If you're wanting to have a fancier reception, typically New Year's Eve uh, weddings are on that fancier side. Um, so that definitely helps uh, with that. I would say the other thing is it gives your guests something to do um, on New Year's Eve that maybe they were just going to sit at home because they weren't really looking for the bar scene. You're giving them something to do, which definitely I would say your guests that are probably not in their 20s anymore appreciate that um, definitely. And then it just, you know, typically can be a great way for you to um, have a no kid reception because um, typically people are not taking their kids out on New Year's Eve, but that sometimes can hinder things as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I th I'm with you on the uh, not just doing the random go to the bar type of thing because, you know, a lot of people do that just during the year anyway. And, um, you know, typically speaking, you'll look at a thing like New Year's Eve and call it amateur night. It's the people that go out like twice a year that decide to go out and kind of <laughs> clog up the uh, line to get a drink and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I certainly would say that, um, you know, I, I, I got past uh, that being a good idea a long time ago. And most bars, if there's going to be anything interesting, like a band, you're probably buying tickets for it. And so the bar situation and, and most of the cities that I've spent time in, you're you're spending probably 50 bucks to go into a bar that's three times crowded as normal to, you know, just be elbow to elbow with people and, and watch a band um, or you're spending two, three hundred dollars to go to a hotel and have a, a nice dinner. Um, 
which uh, you could probably do that for less if you're planning a wedding and uh, you're ultimately creating that experience for guests, which I feel like that would be a, a pretty compelling thing to see if you're if you're looking for something to do. Because, I mean, New Year's for me has ended up being, you know, one of a handful of things over the course of years. It's either small gathering at a friend's house. It's uh, going and spending the big dollars for a ticket at the uh, opulent kind of ballroom party. It's spending the $50 and buying overpriced drinks you have to wait too long for to watch a band or it's just the uh, go to the bars and kind of end up being aggravated by the time the night's over with. So the the house party thing has probably been what's uh, most common here for me recently, but uh, a wedding sounds like a a good change of pace uh, to be a guest, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I didn't touch on is the obvious that you hopefully won't forget your wedding date. Uh, That's definitely (laughs) one that uh, will probably be etched in you and you'll remember that one. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the cons. And I think we have some pretty, pretty obvious ones, but I kind of want to parlay into to that situation. Does this mean that you're locked into uh, having this be anniversary date night and you never get to do the house party or thing with your friends ever again? Well, I think that depends on how you and your spouse look at it. Uh, I, I would say that definitely you find when people choose those holidays or, you know, in particular right now, we're in the middle of hunting season. So my husband's out of town hunting. And so, you know, any of those hunting seasons, my husband was like, no, absolutely not. We're not having an anniversary during hunting season and you make me go away on a trip. Uh, So I think it it really comes down to your guys's relationship. And if you can now, you know, think of that, you already have something built in, there's probably a party somewhere, you don't have to go through and plan a lot for your anniversary dates, because there's probably something already going on in town, which hopefully would, you know, potentially save all that headache of trying to plan something extravagant. So we'll call this a pro-con conversation to uh, certainly have before you, before you put this down. Um, You know, I just think about this, my, my son's birthday is January 1st and kind of feel bad for the kid for the time (laughs) being. Um, It's going to be hard to do uh, parties for him, but about the time he becomes a teenager, I get the feeling we're going to be hosting his friend's new year's party for uh for a while and then when he gets older i I don't know it might end up being a being a cool thing for him but um you know definitely be conscious of uh picking dates that have um you know a lot of other type of meaning and just make sure that you have that conversation and just think about how you're going to address that um what other what other kind of cons would would come up with picking a date like new year's eve The one thing I talked about as being a pro is the theme is really easy. However, that theme, again, is typically on the fancier side. And so you can find that that can get a little more expensive when it comes to your decor. Again, unless you bought last year's decor um, half price. But you'll also find that sometimes your vendors have a surcharge or an upcharge um, due to staffing doesn't always want to work on that holiday. And so they have to pay staffing a little bit more. Um, So you'll find that sometimes your vendors aren't as ready to work on that holiday Um, It's one that you find just like Christmas, a lot of them don't take events if, you know, which most people, if Christmas falls on a a weekend like we have this year, aren't planning their wedding. But you'll definitely want to talk about the budget with your vendors and make sure that there's not some sort of increase due to picking that holiday. Um, And that could be everything from your venue to your hotel rooms to obviously, you know, catering DJ and all of that. Um, your bands and and really all of your vendor, vendors, but really your bands and your DJs need to be booked 
way far in advance because you're competing with your ballrooms and your bars and stuff that are trying to get those same people in-house for their New Year's Eve parties. And so you want to book those people definitely at least a year in advance um, to make sure that you can get who you're wanting. Um, the other thing I would say is that you, you're competing with other things in town. And so it may make some of your guests not want to come because they did already buy those tickets prior to getting your save the date or invitation. Um, so it is one of those things that I typically tell clients to announce their wedding date farther in advance than usual. Again, if you can do save the dates a year out, um, definitely encourage that. If you can do your invitation more than the typical eight weeks out, maybe you look at sending them 12 weeks out if you didn't do save the dates so that people have enough time uh, to plan that because um, travel sometimes can also be a little bit more expensive around that time of year too. Yeah, definitely take all the advice we threw out in the invitation episode, rip that up and throw it out the window for this one. Be, be early proactive, I would say get the, uh, the social media side of things out as early as possible as well. And just make sure that all the people in your circle that you have to have at your wedding day, you know, know that it's not a house party this year, it's actually a, you know, a bigger party and totally with you. Um, this is this is the easiest possible theme that you can have just do the red the the golds the blacks the silvers um a lot of times those are going to be the uh highest cost uh black tie tuxes all, all all of that stuff you know everything can end up being um you know the, the the higher cost option of everything to be really elegant but it's uh you know like you said a really easy theme and if you want to go hit up your party city and and buy all the previous year uh, new year stuff so that way you can wear the uh, current year for the first half of the night and then hit party city for the the stuff for the year that you're getting ready to ring and you can do a lot of cool stuff like that with it but um you know definitely be mindful of uh the extra cost because that's definitely a real thing i mean all the ballrooms and venues that you're looking to have your wedding at could theoretically be trying to host a new year's party and sell tickets for that and um, as you mentioned, all the service providers, the, uh, the good and demand ones are um, possibly having the opportunity to work anyway. Absolutely. Okay, so <clears throat> talking about the, uh, the easy way to uh, theme and the different, different types of uh, things that you can go to Party City and get, what are, what are the other things to consider if you're having a New Year's Eve wedding? Yeah, I think the big thing is your timing. Um, in general, most New Year's Eve parties are late in the evening. Like I know we have a few that are non-weddings that are starting like as late as eight or nine o'clock at night. Obviously, a wedding is not typically starting that late. And so you're still, you know, probably starting around five or six, but you could get away with starting as late as seven and maybe not doing a full dinner, but more of like an appetizer bar with, you know, heavy um, desserts as well, or just a dessert reception as well. Um, and maybe the ceremony is earlier in the day and you have a break in between your reception or you uh, maybe you have a more smaller intimate ceremony and then the bigger crowd for the party of the New Year's Eve ring in. Um, the big thing on the timing though is really the end time. Uh, most weddings are not wanting to end right at midnight. So you have to make sure that your venue is allowing you to go past midnight, which most of them will. Um, but you definitely don't want your DJ, you know, to do the countdown and just be like, okay, now everybody go home. Like that really kind of kills the vibe. And so we typically see that our receptions are lasting until 1230 or 1 a.m. So again, if you're starting your day as early as three, four or five o'clock with a ceremony, it's a really long night for a lot of people. And so think about your crowd to where having that later ceremony, um, if you want the, that crowd to also attend that might be a little bit better for you. Um, and then 
The other things would be to, um, if you wanted to end earlier, and I have a client that is doing this where they're having their regular wedding reception end at like nine or 10 o'clock, I think it is. Um, and then they're going, those that want to continue the party, they're going to a different venue across the street for an after party um, for those younger crowds that want to ring in the new year. And that's going to be, you know, kind of a, a 10 o'clock through 1 a.m. kind of thing. Um, very low key. Um, so if people want to get dressed down, they can. Um, I think we're serving up pizza and wings, um, you know, and alcohol flowing kind of thing. Um, and it's located in the hotel that majority of their guests are staying at. And so they don't have to drive home. Um, I would say that is a con real quick that you are seeing a lot more people out on New Year's Eve. And so be thankful or be thoughtful when you're thinking about transportation for your guests um, as they go to and from after that late of an evening. So there's going to be a lot of other people on the road that potentially have had a few drinks in them. Um, but yeah, so deciding whether or not you're going to end your reception after the midnight, after you ring in the new year, or if you want to go to an after party is I think what a big decision. And that after party doesn't be have to be something you coordinate and put together and plan a whole nother kind of reception. It could be maybe you, the group of people have bought tickets to go do something else in town or have decided to go meet up at a different bar, but just kind of plan those logistics out would be one of the first things that I would consider. Yeah, big, uh, big um, emphasis on the hotel situation, you know, doing a doing a New Year's wedding at a hotel ballroom and having everybody stay there, I think is one of the best things you can do because, uh, you know, New Year's, New Year's Eve, early New Year's morning is literally one of the worst uh, <laughs> nights of the year to be out on the road. It's um, a potential for inclement weather, just given the time that everything is late December, early January, you can have icy roads, you can have people that shouldn't be driving. Um you, you can have people out looking for people that shouldn't be driving and uh, there's, there's a, there's a possibility you could be driving through checkpoints and stuff. It's just all, all things considered, it's better to just avoid it and, and not do it at all. Um, you know, it's a good, good night to catch an Uber, just all of that stuff. But uh, picking a hotel, I think is a, a good way to do things. Um, and yeah, this, this year we actually have um, weddings that are doing both ways that you're talking about. We have the ones that end at nine o'clock and everyone's, you know, going out after that wants to. And we have the ones that are ballroom in the hotel that are, are going until one o'clock in the morning. So I think either of those work, but um, anything else to uh, talk about on new year's weddings? Yeah. The other things would be your champagne toast. Uh, typically people are kind of expecting a champagne toast. Um, and so that is something that again, can add to the budget. Um, if you have a crowd that's not really into champagne, then maybe you, you know, you do something else um, at that toast, but usually there's some sort of part where, you know, the DJ, the band, there's the whole countdown and something happens at midnight besides just kissing your significant other. And so that could be your champagne toast. That could be a balloon drop. That could be confetti cannons. Um, you know, obviously talk to your venue on what they allow, but get creative with that and have fun with that. That's the whole point. It makes for great pictures, which I would also bring up, make sure you're talking to your photographer and videographer that they're willing to stay that late. If you want that whole midnight countdown celebration as part of your pictures and video. Um, and so that are definitely, you know, ways to kind of play on that theme um, and really kind of tie the whole night together. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So I, I think that covers most of the stuff we need to talk about from a new year wedding standpoint. If, um, you know, you're, you're big on new year's and you can get all your family and friends to come out and throw a big 
party with you on new year's eve i think it's definitely a great fit just uh, as we mentioned before make sure that you consider the budget make sure you consider um, whether you want to take that as your anniversary day you know for for the rest of time so have those conversations up front instead of uh, turning this into you know a thing that comes up every year afterwards yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely, it's a fun night for all typically, um, but you usually don't see too many. So if you want to be, you know, kind of out of the norm, um, it potentially could be a great date for you. All right. Well, um, happy new year in advance, everybody. And if you're going to a wedding, have fun and make sure that you're not driving anywhere. Stay at that hotel. <laughs> absolutely. Cheers and, till next time, everyone. Yep. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful insight as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Tara with the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. And I'm Josh. Please make sure to subscribe to our channel and rate and review us if you like what you hear. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Happy wedding planning!